amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Support for this podcast comes from United Healthcare, committed to giving more to small business owners, offering competitive rates with dedicated service in Philadelphia. Employees can appreciate value-added features like virtual access to behavioral health specialists and a walking program that can help reduce their out-of-pocket costs. Get more for your healthcare dollars. Visit uhc.com backslash PA get more. United Healthcare Insurance Company. Administrative services provided by United Healthcare Services Incorporated or their affiliates. Blog Talk Radio. Exactly when I was going to sing over it. Good job, everybody. Uh, hi, I am one of uh, your hosts of the program, the aforementioned Steve San Pietro, aka San Pete, and welcome to the podcast. We have a ton of New York sports to talk about with you tonight. We're going to do that. We have the A block, the B block, and the C block, aka apologies to Lindsay Buckingham. Um, we're going to talk about the Mets and the Yankees and the A block. We're going to talk about the Islanders, whose season opens tomorrow night. I am juiced. Holy smokes. Cal is, uh, well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if Cal's on board. He isn't. And uh, then, of course, in the C block, we're going to get to the Jets and the Giants um, this early season. Juxtaposed, if you will. The Jets at 2-2. Two and two, The Giants at 0-4. Oh what? To quote Brett Michaels in Unskinny Bop, what the hell is going on? Yes, it's time for Ready and Love with Count and Pete. And then, of course, we'll do the fun load later with the Bishop Cop. Pop. <laughs> bishop Cop. <laughs> he's a bishop and he's a cop. This, <laughs> this fall on CBS, Bishop Cop. <laughs> you better pray if you're a criminal. I'll stop. Okay, hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. I'm uh, Steve Sampietro. Uh, we're going to talk about New York sports. No big deal. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's uh, bring in the co-host of the program. Uh, he's the uh, he's the yin to my yang, the uh, the salad bar 
sneeze guard to my salad bar. Um, and he's uh, he's an all around great guy. He's Mr. Brian Calniva Calpino Caliente. Hi, Brian. Yep. Yep. That's, okay, it's good. Working. It's great. That's working. All right. Great. Never know. You never know. Now you need to never mute the uh, the Google Hangout, and away we go. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Having a good start. There it is. Having it. Is. We're off to a great start. We're off to a great start. Stop it now. Stop it. Hello? Stop it now. Stop it. How are you, buddy? Well, hold on. I haven't I haven't completed all my tasks yet. Hold on. You have you have not. <laughs> is this a good time to bring in uh, Bishop Pop Culture PJ while you're doing nope. this? Nope. Absolutely not. Okay. He needs to reboot his machine. Oh, he's <laughs> great. Good job, everybody. At this very moment, he's hosting the show. He can't reboot his machine. No. That would be bad. Uh, I'm he fighting might not have a choice. Whole good bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Define bad. What's up, buddy? Not much. Welcome, Not much. Welcome to October. Yeah. Shocktober. Do, do you know what October means, right? No. It's hockey season. It's yeah, back. Yeah. It's back. We only had like what? Like oh like eight days of, of no Mets and the idiocy with the Mets and stuff like that? Yeah. Well Well no. We, we haven't even had twenty four hours of It feels so long ago. With, with with how they handle Terry Collins and everything, but I'm just saying that it, that the hockey season starts for the Islanders tomorrow night. Yeah, it does. It does. That's it's exciting. Back. Of course, the Rangers it's started exciting. tonight. The Rangers and and how did they start tonight? Do you know? Nope. Okay, because I do. You gonna spoil it, or you want to save that for later? Who are they playing tonight? The Colorado Avalanche, as far as I know. The Colorado Avalanche. And what do we know about the Colorado Avalanche, Cal? Oh, you, I think we need to save this for the B-Block, don't we? All don't right. we? We'll say, all right, we'll B-Block it. Yeah. We'll B-Block, B-block. it. How the Nobody girls do with school? The girls having a good time at school or what? They're loving school? Yeah, school's good, but let's not talk about school. Let's talk about sports. School's out for summer? Yeah. School's out for fall, for October. October school's- fest. Schooltober is what we call it around here. School Schooltober. <laughs> Schooltober. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get right into the sports. Let's get right into it because we have a lot to do. But we we do need to say hi to the bishop. Hi, bishop. Hi, buddy. Hi. There he is. I have technical problems in Studio B. <laughs> is this a new musical that we're doing? It's it's the worst musical you didn't know you needed. <laughs> we have technical problems in Studio B. Technical problems for P. J. Technical problems. You wrote a everything, musical one. It was better. Everything than that. here was working great until the, the the countdown where it said your show will start, and then my entire. <laughs> Screen froze. I don't. You must have hit the music because I did not. Unless it auto cued. Yeah, I actually had the uh, had it auto cued for the first time ever. Uh, Thank you. In in our comeback here in season nine, episode five. By the way, that's where we are. 
That's awesome. And now we and can't I'm hear. Now we can't hear Cal. Now we can't but, hear uh, Cal. But I love Cal. <laughs> Let Box me say three radio. things I love about Cal. No, we're not going to really? talk about technical problems though. Really what covering itself in glory tonight. <laughs> so he will uh, he will jump out and then jump back into the room, the room where it happens. Um, Pige, we did want to say hello to you. You have a, uh, a a thought load. The fun load is a thought load tonight. Can you just tell us what that is real quick while Cal Listen reboot? to me. Reboot. I am love darkness. a parade. Yes. Okay. I love a parade. The smell of the is guy, the thing with the thing, the other guy and the thing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for proving that I don't actually know how that song goes or anything. I have about always it. I have always sung that for that song. The thing with the thing, the guy with the guy, the other guy, and the thing. I love a parade. There's a I was just working on the Columbus Day Parade. As we I know this. To talk about sports, New York sports. The Indigenous People's Parade. I would that's prefer. I think. I think that's. Uh, I don't want to get political here. <laughs> you, but you're not uh, allowed. I would prefer if the New York Columbus Day Parade. Became the uh, Joe Piscopo parade. <laughs> it should really just go to the Joe Piscopo parade. Like, he just... is a delight. Yes, yes. I, I I have heard that about Joe Piscopo. How could he possibly say though that the the bodybuilding didn't hurt his career? It hurt his career. You ever listen to the Joe Piscopo show in the morning on uh, AM nine seventy? Never. Okay, I want you. To listen to the Joe Piscopo show on AM 970 I'm, in the morning. I'm going to go a step further you, and say I'm never going to listen to that, ever. No, I, you got. we have to do the over-under on how many times he says, God bless you, though. God bless you. God bless these people. <laughs> and God nobody is them. sneezing. No one is sneezing. No! Right. Big God he's, bless you. Uh, He's a God bless you guy. He likes to bless everyone he talks to. He talks to good people. We're talking to good people here. Right. Um, he's so friendly. He's so uh, affable that I would even say uh, at some point he lacks edge. Right. Well, he's probably going to go into politics, right? He's the next governor of New Jersey. I have heard that he is interested in dipping his toe. In the uh, in the gubernatorial, can I just say gubernatorial a few times? I, yeah. If you're is there a goober, ever a guy, is there ever a guy that fits gubernatorial more than Chris Christie? <laughs> he's, he's just so guy. gubernatorial. He's a gubernatorial. The Chris Christie, though, he does a good job. That guy, I heard. No, he doesn't. Nope, I'm not allowing it. I won't. I won't allow it. I can't. I won't. Listen, so tell us about the thought load, and then Cal is coming back. Uh, the thought load is just, I've, I've noticed a lot of, I'm not going to say it's negativity. Uh, it's just, I've noticed trends. You know, I talked about the, the big seriousness the, uh, a couple of weeks back. Right. Uh, this is continuing the idea of the big seriousness and um, people going out of their way to uh feel bad or make others feel bad uh me being uh one of them chief of not them. you sir not you and never you so there's that I appreciate you're that. the joe piscopo of our show <laughs> well god bless you well god bless you though you do you do wonderful work over there and god yeah. bless you it sounds like a lot him. of fun i love him 
Yes, we we will officially rename the uh, Columbus Day Parade the uh, Joe Piscopo Day Parade. Well, you know what I want to know about? He he discovered America just about as much as Columbus did. So, I want to hear. There's got to be a tape somewhere. I want to hear the 1970s era Joe Piscopo stand up because everybody who talks about the comedy store or um, the improv, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, talks no, the about store is on there too. that Piscopo was there. I can't and, but, imagine that he was good, but where's the material? Where's the tape? Why? Where he's, the an, he's an impressionist. I why, guess. Why I just, you have guys doing unbelievable material at that time. I can't imagine Joe Piscopo is some sort of cutting edge comedian. I could see him being well, like Bob Nelson and, you know, having like, uh, you know, the, the football player bid or something like yeah. that, you know? Well, what, yeah. What if he was just, you know, a uh, greatly silly? Right. Or doing Sinatra I, and, and killing it with Sinatra or something yeah, like that. Or, I wish, I wish somebody would dig that up. That is, I, I bet yeah. you that's a, that's an, a treasure trove right there. Well, I love that Joe Piscopo is uh, the theme of the show. Let's bring Cal back. Cal, thoughts on Joe Piscopo? <laughs> Cal is mum on Joe Piscopo. His mum on, on Piscopo. Either that or his mic's not working. Cal, which is superior, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious or Eddie Murphy Raw? You can't ask a guy that. That's not fair. Well, which do you Everybody prefer? knows that. I, I prefer raw. Really? Yes. Here's my one sports I, question. Since since we're going to segue it. into sports. Yes. Uh, um, are the Yankees good enough to move forward, or do you think yes. this is a a late season fluke? No, no, I, I don't think it's a fluke at all. And we're going to talk about the the Mets and the well, I mean, we're going to talk about the Mets just screwing things up in, in in ridiculous fashion as usual. But to talk about the Yankees and the actual baseball, uh, yes, they, mm-hmm. they look the 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 Indians are really, really, really good. Um, they're probably the best team in baseball. It's going to be the the key is going to be the Yankees pitching enough, but they could beat the Indians. They could beat the Indians in a short series. Sure. They're kind of Four they're kind of in trouble. <laughs> they're kind of in trouble right now because they're losing four nothing tonight, and they Oopsie. we're going against Trevor Bauer instead of uh, Corey Kluber, who is probably the AL Cy Young Award winner. So uh, they really needed Did, to kind of get this game tonight, and it's not over by any means. But they really kind of can needed I question to get that pronoun? Tonight. Did you just say we're going against Trevor? No. I would never say that about the Yankees. I mean, I try not to say that in general, but I would definitely never say that about the Yankees. Okay. Hi, Cal. I'll, I'll... Yeah, hi. Just hi. Just looking at... Oh, Cal! Yes. Cal, Cal on the landline. <laughs> and every head turns when Cal enters the room. We're going to cut <laughs> the that The worst song, musical. But... You are writing <laughs> the worst musical. Why? I, apparently, I need every song to have this tempo. You have written brilliant, brilliant songs, and you just ah. came up with a hacky 1955 Bye Bye Birdie song. The mojo Bert. is gone. And now your cow one is really, I don't know if it's 70s Pippin era. I don't know what you're doing. 
I will never write the great sports musical, unfortunately. Now, someone will. Cal, thoughts on Joe Piscopo? Eh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get him anymore. Liked him in the 80s. Now I don't get him. He, does he leave you cold now? I, he, I don't, I'm nonplussed. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Non, you don't know non. Oh, nonplussed is great. Oh, let's the bring back nonplus is fantastic. Here he is. Here comes Cal. You're writing the worst. <laughs> Terrible. So it's funny when I when you when this? I get kicked out of when I get kicked out of Blog Talk oh, Radio, um, yes. the next message on the screen is please give us some feedback on your experience with Direct <laughs> Connect. So I just wrote the word <laughs> terrible in all caps. <laughs> My experience with Blog Talk Radio sucks. <laughs> oh boy. Write, did you write in parentheses said as Mad Dog Russo? Mad Dog no, Russo? No, just in all caps. Just big like I'm yelling. Terrible. 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 So, At least you're not paying for it, right? They wanted feedback. They got they it. They got it. Yeah. Um, you all right, suck. Let's get- <laughs> well, you you, great. Everybody's you breaking great right up. now. We just across the board. Every, all three of us are are zipping in and out. We're flanging. So we apologize not, to the audience for that. But please, please, please not on my it. end. My end is my end is is okay. Well, then, I, then you do the show then. No, that's not. Okay. All right. Because right right now I don't have unlimited minutes, so. Are you on your cell right now? No, no, I'm on my my house phone, the landline, because that's the only thing I know that would work. And the landline has limited minutes? I don't even know what the landline has anymore. <laughs> I haven't used this phone in three months. Is it running through your pool by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Is that the problem, you think? <laughs> I was trying to keep the the wires cool. <laughs> I'm doing the show from the pool, guys. I, yeah. I was I was told that keeping the wires moist and damp <laughs> is the best way to get this to work. I just love that you. I love the visual of you so frustrated with your computer that you went out to your pool to do the I'm show in October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, screw this. Uh, you're, right, uh, Stephen, you're Stephen, you will have to you will have to mute me, Stephen, because I have no controls. Yeah. So, um, Why are you calling me Stephen? Are you my mother? What is going on? That's the Jeffrey, first time in need 20 you. years. <laughs> Am I in trouble? I know what gets your attention. Steven, Steven. I turn around and look for my oh. mom. If you, come Steve, if you come with Steven Thomas, I'm in real trouble, I feel like. Yeah, I'll just Cal, hand you a plate. Cal, your uh, Google Hangouts is still on, but it's pointing up at the ceiling. Yeah, I threw it in a fit of rage. <laughs> That's where it wound up. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got it. Don't uh, worry. Yeah, no problem. Okay, uh, Peach, we'll talk to you in a bit, okay? I'm muting you now. Okay, thank you. And he's muted. And I always thought he was immutable. He is immutable. <laughs> the immutable Bishop Cop. <laughs> Bishop Cop, you better pray. There's a there's a tagline there that that maybe PJ will come up with. Okay, let's get to. You better pray for justice. (laughs) Heaven help you if you've committed a crime. 
<laughs> you have the right to be saved. <laughs> Bishop Cop. That's a good show. We got to figure out who's playing Bishop Cop. Uh, Dermot Mulroney. Der- wow. Nailed it. Whoa. Let's, or the other I guy. Wanted- Who's the other one? Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. No, no. Maybe that's Dermot Mulroney can do it. Bishop Cop? What about uh, Gallagher there? Peter Gallagher. Oh, no. The comedian Gallagher would be good <laughs> for that role. <laughs> you know what? He's crazy. <laughs> you know what? Wait, I got to unmute him. He's busting. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Peach. Go ahead. I'm not doing it. I'm not your, I'm not your uh, performing monkey. You are, actually. Come on. You know you yes. want to do Gallagher and Bishop Cop. <laughs> I got to think of something. I'll come back in. Okay, let me know. Deacon um, Gallagher? Deacon Gallagher. So uh, let's get into the sports. Took 20 minutes and uh, a clean 20. In the open there. Good job, everybody. It's good, yeah. No, it was um, solid technical performance. Um, yeah. Thanks, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Never let us down. Uh, so in the A block here, I have two things. Um, the first one is the Mets move on from Terry Collins in the shabbiest way possible. Um, I wanted to open that up to you for you to talk about this a little bit because um, it upset you so much how poorly this was handled with the Mets moving on from Terry Collins um, as manager. Why did this bother you so much? Well, first of all, thank you for opening this up to me. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, Second of all, why it upset me so much was because it was handled in the same way that they handle everything else. Like they think everyone is stupid. They think everyone is just stupid and they're smarter than everyone. The way I didn't like the fact that Sandy Alderson came out on Sunday after after Terry Collins resigned. Right. He did. He resigned. Let's get that. Let's let's just make sure we're clear on that. He wasn't fired. He was. He resigned. Right. Right. Okay. And then, so he he came out, he met the media, he talked about how it was time to move on, but he's got all this respect for the organization. Classy. Just like, that's what he, that's the way he handled himself for seven years. Right. Classy. And then Sandy Alderson comes out, immediate, like immediately after him, like like they passed each other in the, in the, in the press room. Right. Like completely awkward, didn't even look at each yeah. other, they just passed each other. And Sandy Alderson talks about how Terry Collins came to us a couple of weeks ago with this idea to resign. Right. So now we're to believe. Now, for the last week, all we heard about was the Mets are looking for managerial candidates. And then you hear that you see the story in Newsday about all of the dysfunction in the organization and how ownership And the front office don't like Terry, and so, but but now we're to believe that this was all Terry's idea to yep. resign, and then and he sits there with that smug look and he says, well, you know, and we took him up on his offer. Yeah, we took him up on his offer. Okay, I didn't like the way it was handled. 
Yeah. Sorry. And this is after this is after he's trashed in a uh, what was it a Carrick Mark Carrick piece Mark Carrick. The Newsday the Newsday article I referenced. Yeah, he was killed by everybody. Right. Unnamed Mets, the front office, sources right. within the organization, all of Mr. a sudden. Met. Two, two years after he took him to the World Series, now he can't do anything right. And he, he doesn't know how to communicate, and he's lost the room. All of a sudden. Right. Killed. Killed. The players dislike him. Right, 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 right. Nobody does. He's destroyed the bullpen, and it was... He smells. Right. He's, he leaves he's, the seat up. <laughs> I mean, everything. <laughs> with this guy. No Christmas cards. Never sends a Christmas card. And, yeah, Murphy uh, and had a problem would, with him. That, it, well, that I could believe. But uh, Fred Wilpon um, apparently saved him, right? So that was the, well, that, you know, well, the if you're if you're to believe what's in the article, yeah, right. They wanted to fire him. Jeff Wilpon and Sandy Alderson were looking to fire him for quite some time. Right. Jeff Wilpon saved them. I mean, Fred Wilpon saved them. Fred Jeff Wilpon, Wilpon saved anybody but himself. This is the classic Mets trashing somebody on their way out the door. They did it to Carlos Beltran. They did it to just name the player. You know, uh, uh, trashing Justin somebody, Turner. Justin Turner, sure. You know, they, they've done it to, to players. I mean, Justin Turner wasn't anybody then either. And they, and still, they still did it to, the him the to kill him. Yeah. Um, but your other point I thought was really salient in that. Oh, thanks. Terry, uh, Terry you're welcome. Terry Collins, uh, his departure and like him, them giving him the special assistant to the, they get them giving him the Costanza position. Right. Like, it's really kind of chicken shit. It really is. Like, either move on from the guy or don't move on from the guy. And your point was, you know, Dan Warthen is gone as well. Ray Ramirez is gone, the head trainer, which is actually a move that they were supposed to make. Um, but they, they have don't all this upheaval. Minute. Yeah, but they have all this upheaval in the coaching staff. Um, and that's going to be the offseason now. That's. That's you're not going to add a player. It's going to be no. well. We changed all the coaches and the manager. Yeah, and we that's we be the we change. took a look at our internal operations and we're going to make improvements there. And that's how we're going to improve the team because right. we've got the players. We just have to make sure that they stay healthy. And if they stay right. healthy, we don't need to add anything. So let's work on 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 how we operate the organization and right. the baseball side of things. And that that's what we're going to spend our time and effort on. This offseason, that's, that's going to be the, the theme. But I, yeah, I, I but do have a, I, I have a straight question for you before we get to Ray Ramirez. A straight that question? Is, yeah, just, a, just a, a straight-up question that, like, and, and, and we actually... Style? That's right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with that, but I'll give it a shot. Go ahead. I'm actually the cat in the, uh, what was it, DJ Jazzy Cat or something like that? Or... Oh, but that's, but that's a different song. That's a different song. You're mixing your Abduls. What what what's the uh, cat song? Uh, opposites attract. Opposites attract. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well done. In any case, it's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a misplaced Abdul. That's a, it's a common thing. Right. <laughs> a quote misplaced Abdul. Not it's not even a quote. That's a, it's an actual a clinical term. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You put it in quotes or you italicize it. I mean, it's a thing. It's there's there's oh, scientific yes, no. research, scientific research on it. And it's not uh, something you take lightly. But go no, ahead. I'm going to give no, it a shot. Straight up now, tell me. I think, by the way, I'm going to ask all questions in that fashion from now on. <laughs> in spoken word, Paula Abdul yeah. songs? Straight, straight up now, tell me. Do you think that the Mets needed a new manager? 
Um, yeah, I don't have I. I don't know whether they needed one, but I, I have no problem with them wanting a new manager at this point. After seven okay. years, it's it's fine. It's time to move on. It's it's okay. Because we not we've not like we've we've danced around this while we've been talking. We've not gotten to the actual. Do you think they should have replaced Terry Collins in the first place? I would have been okay if they brought him back. You but I also have no problem with replacing him. Okay. Does that, I, is, that, just, is that a cop-out? Is that a Bishop cop-out? It, no, it's not a Bishop cop-out. <laughs> no, right? it's not. It's not a Bishop cop-out because I understand where you're coming from. I disagree. With me? Or with I, what they've done? No, I disagree with you in, in that I would not have been okay if they brought him back. I you thought wouldn't it, have. I think okay. Was, no, I think it's time to and, – and, and not to Terry's – here's the weird thing. Not to Collins, and I've been you know, pretty hard on him over the you know, seven years on these airwaves. You really um, – and off the airwaves as well. Well, really hard off the airwaves. Even harder, yeah. Yeah, way harder. <laughs> like way harsh time. Well, yeah, um, like hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> wow, way harsh, Ty. Um, that's clueless. I, I don't care. I'll quote clueless. I don't care. Why not? I don't say something about it. I don't even care. Mrs. Collins called you and asked you to please. Can you please yeah, stop? Please, please go easy. Um, but I don't. Jackie I don't Collins. Think I don't think it, this season is his. Jackie to Jackie Collins. I don't think that's Jackie Collins. Yeah, I don't think it's the same one, but go ahead. He's married to Joan Collins, actually. From <laughs> Can you imagine her sitting at the game? Like, she's in, like, the first row. Like, Joan Collins? Yeah, Joan Collins is wearing, like, ridiculous, like, a mink and, like... like jewels and, yeah, you know, like, a fur. All bedazzled, right. watching the Mets. <laughs> like, and, and, like, getting upset, like, when Syndergaard gets hit or something like that. <laughs> she's actually angry. Um, I don't think this season is his fault. That said, it's time for him to go. It's That's time fair. for a new manager. Fair. For this group. I, I think that's part of what you need to do to wipe, to, to wipe the slate clean. Right. From this year. But let's get to the uh, – and, I, and, I, and we're, we're going to talk about the Yankees, but let's get to the Ray Ramirez thing because the Ray Ramirez thing is big. Right. And your problem was what changed over five days, right? So Alderson yeah, at the... Why, yeah, why, why a week ago were they steadfast in their plan to keep everything the same? Because they're happy with, they're happy with their training staff. We're happy with their medical staff. We don't anticipate any changes, right? Then the season ends, and now he's gone. So what, right. what happened in that week? I'm and not I, understanding I, it. From listening to Sandy Alderson's press conference, it seemed to me that the exit interviews were the difference. Now, the exit interviews with the players, it seemed to me he got two things out of that that were critical. One, he was not happy with the day-to-day training and regimen, um, which he said he stepped in and talked to the trainers every day, like in the beginning of the se- or in the middle of the season. So like, yeah. he kind of went hands-on to see exactly what was going on. And hearing from the players say, like he said about Cespedes, Cespedes' problem with his hamstrings wasn't Barwis. It was his day-to-day training regimen. That's like a direct shot at Ray Ramirez. Right. And he said the players expressed to him that it got better a little bit during the season when he 
sort of got hands-on about it, I think the players said to him, he's a problem. Like our day-to-day is, we don't, we don't have faith in him as a trainer. And I think All that's right. what changed in those five days. Okay. That's, it, seems, it seems like a, a quite, a, quite a change Yes, but it's a move they had to make. It's a move they had to make, Cal. Even if it's a even if it's a window dressing move, it's at least them acknowledging that there's a problem. He wasn't going to. He didn't. He didn't think there was a problem. Uh, Well, something changed his mind. I think it was the exit interviews. I really do. Uh, Well, that's what I'd like to know. At this point in the show, we had some technical difficulties, but we got them worked out. So we jumped right back into it. Uh, We were talking about Ray Ramirez and getting fired as the head trainer for the Mets, and so we went right back in. Let's just jump right back into it. Right, so Ray Ramirez, what the hell? What the hell is... That's twice that I've referenced Unskinny Bop by Poison. I I gotta stop. Um, No, you need to do more. They fired Ray Ramirez because he was the sacrificial lamb. Really? Not because he was bad at his job? Oh, he was bad at his job. Are you but sure? They to, but they had to give they had to give the fans something. Why? They've been calling for his head for years. But why do they have to give the fans anything? I don't know. Feel like they, they know better. Feel like they did. But they know better. They usually do. You're right. They know better. They know that when they are sending out renewals for season ticket holders that they should have a press conference and tell everybody that the payroll is going down. Right. <laughs> At the same time, genius. they're asking you to send in your money for season tickets. It's genius marketing. Did you see that Warthen uh, did not accept, by the way? Uh, no. Yes, so Dan Warthen did not accept whatever cockamamie role that they offered him. Right. Yeah, that's right. I, I, don't, I mean, what, what could they possibly have offered him? Right, and a special pitching assistant to the assistant pitching assistant. Assistant. Yeah. I I mean I got to imagine that the, it's the same. It's a similar thing that they offered uh, to Terry Collins, Cal, where it's a organizational thing, like bumping him upstairs and being in charge of like all the pitchers in the organization or something like that. Maybe I don't know, but but he 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 rejected it. He did not accept. Correct. The. The only other big thing that I took out of that press conference was how dissatisfied Alderson is with the minor league system and the preparedness of these players. Not the way the players prepare, because that was confusion during the press conference, but how they're being prepared to go to the major leagues. Right. He felt that that was, was severely lacking. Did you know that Vegas was 30 games under 500? Yeah, I knew they weren't good, but yeah. I didn't know the number. Yeah, they pretty much pretty much minor league system failed on every level. Hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if the person in charge of minor league operations keeps their job. You didn't hear anything about that. that. Uh, Dan Warden. Dan Warden was in charge of minor league operations? Yeah, that's that's his job now. No, right. That's right. No, I, I would think they would I – was, I was thinking they would give that to Collins because he's done that before, right? Well, he was like a roving instructor. I thought he was like a, the head of, like, player development, though. 
Like well, for an right. organization. Mm, I thought I, he bounced around. No, I thought I thought he was like uh, at one point for whichever. What was it? The Padres? Maybe no. Oh, the Dodgers. In any case, or the Dodgers, right? He was like in in charge of player development, which is like a yeah. Minor you're right. League. Yes, I'm talking about with the yeah. You're right. But the Mets, though, I thought he was like a roving instructor. Throughout, and he like he bounced around to all the teams in the yes. minor leagues, and that's right. That's which why these I, guys that eventually came up had such good relationships with him. Right. Well, who do you want to be manager? Just like right off the top of your head. Just give me the first name. Robin Ventura. Okay. You still on Ventura? Yeah. Okay. I don't want Kevin Long. Why not? Because he's never managed before. Right. Never managed above A-ball. I don't want Alex Cora. I don't want Joe McEwing. I don't have a problem with Alex Cora. Everybody speaks Uh, very, very highly of him. You do, don't you? I, I, he's, I, if you, if you're saying to me, give me your next manager, he's the first guy I say. I'm not sure why I, though. Well, because you like, you like his analytics. I like the combo platter. I don't know how much of a combo platter you get with Alex Cora. Oh, according to AJ Hinch, you get a big combo platter. I don't know. You get a, you get a guy who's got a feel for the game, and you get a guy who's also into the analytics. Think that's well, why I like him. You think you you think you want to roll the dice on a first time manager right now? He's been a well. He's managed in winter ball. That's something. Yeah. And he's been a bench coach now for a couple of years at the Astros. I might roll with him. Got a little Met yeah. history there. Played a couple <laughs> games for the Mets. That's not the history that you want, though. No, not a good history. Not great. Ventura's, Ventura's got a great history. I like Ventura too, but I'm a, I'm a little weary of wary. I'm not weary. I'm not fatigued. I'm a little wary <laughs> of uh, of the experience in Chicago. Right. Is that, apparently, he got killed for a lot of stuff in Chicago. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We got plenty of time to worry about this. Let's talk about the uh, uh, the Yankees for a minute. Okay. So I just want to take a moment to congratulate myself on uh, being unbelievably prescient the other night when I told you when they did not yeah, score those two runs from second and third that they would the Twins would not win that ball game. You told me. I believe I said nine to five would be the final. Nine to five. I thought you were. Uh, yeah, and it was what was it? Eight to five. Eight to Seven four. Five? Eight to four. Eight to four. Yeah. Well, that's the early shift. I went. Right. (laughs) Right. I went. Lily. You don't want to work nine to five. You're eight to four. Did you see that movie when you were a kid? Eight to four? No. No. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Got such bad reviews. Yeah. Really. Really stinky. How about nine to five? (laughs) Did you see nine to five? Um, I've seen it in like. Over the years, at some point, I've seen it. I didn't. Well, I didn't see it when I was a kid. No. Right. Because I, I remember you, that because you because you talked about going to the movies a lot as a kid. Was that one that you went to? That was not. That was kind of okay. like a verboten. That was a that was a no go. That movie. Why? I I think because of my the subject matter and I don't know. Just a disrespect for the boss. 
Is that what they didn't like? It, 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 that's right. My dad staunch <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on you your respect bond. authority. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So with the Yankees, I mean, no, no. Go on with what you were saying. All I was saying was I, I thought I said it would be three three by the end of the first inning. You and, said by uh, the end of the second inning. No, I said by the end of the first. I have a screenshot of it. No, second, but that's okay. I, I have a screenshot of it. I'm looking at it right I now. Got the, I got it too. I'm going to pull it up. I said it will be one, it'll be 3-3 three, three going to the second. Oh, going to the second? Yeah. Oh, that's the same thing as the end of the first. Yeah, but I, I misunderstood. So my, my apologies to the chef. My, the game will be 3-3 three, three going to second. I would tell you if I was jinxing it, that was their golden opportunity. That was a golden opportunity. Yeah, no, now I'm right. You said golden opportunity. Opportunity, opportunity to Bishop Tutu. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you, were to- you, you were totally jinxing it because you not, hoped it would happen. I was not jinxing it. I, I would no. tell you if I was jinxing it. Why wouldn't I tell you if I was jinxing it? How badly did you want that to happen? How badly did I want what to happen? How badly did you want the opposite to happen of what you were saying? It's not a matter of me wanting the opposite to happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen. How did you know? Because I how could you be so prescient for a long time? Precious? How could you be so prescient? Because Irving Santana stinks. He does stink. Because there's Boy, no way he was getting through that. There's no way the Twins were giving up less than five runs in that game. No way. There was no way that they were giving up less than five. If they put a five spot up in the first inning, they had a chance to win that game. There is no way they were winning that. They were giving up less than five runs in that game. They needed to win that game like eight to five or eight to six. Nine to five. <laughs> and if they had got, <laughs> what a way to make a living. Um, no, I, I, was, I would tell you if I was jinxing them. I was not reverse jinxing them. All right. And, and I, I will say, I didn't say it in between innings. And when Gardner led off with the walk is when I said the game will be 3-3 going to the second. It doesn't matter. The point is, the Yankees right now, uh, bottom of the eighth in Cleveland, losing four to nothing. Trevor Bauer pitched a whale of a game, um, and this is problematic for the Yankees. Why? Because, well, because they 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 got a break, not having to face Corey Kluber in Game One. Well, so now. If they lose game one, now they're staring at Corey Kluber in game two, the likely AL Cy Young Award winner, and they're staring at going back to um, uh, New York, maybe down two to nothing, and having to, to get two games in New York. They obviously needed a split in, in, in Cleveland, and this is the game that they, they needed to win. I would argue okay. that the sp- I would argue. So, so do it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna debate this here. Excellent. That the specter of Corey Kluber put so much more pressure on them tonight. That they knew 
that Kluber was waiting for them in game two, which made this game so important that it yeah. put a lot of extra pressure on them. I, don't, I'm, I wouldn't argue that for a second. I think that's absolutely true. I think that that's Terry Francona, who's been in this spot so many times before, Excellent. figuring I could play a little mind game with the, with the Yankees and do this. Because yep. the worst-case scenario is they win the game, and I still have Kluber in game two. That's right, and I get my split at home. The best-case scenario so is I psych them out in game one, which it looks like they did. Excellent point. That's an amazing point, Cal. Really, seriously. And now I got Kluber to lay the hammer down. He is just the best manager. He really is. He's a really it's good not, manager. It's not even close. No, like, he's it, it, it's really not. Well, it, it is close. There are a lot of great managers. I don't want to say that that way, but he's really good. He's really, really. I good. think I think he's I think he's the best manager right now in the game. I think he is too. I think there are guys that are close, and that there are guys that are really, really good. But but Frank Cohen is that. yeah, more, sure. His feel for a team, like what he did with Andrew Miller last year, is mm-hmm. revolutionary. You know, like uh, uh, in terms of. Uh, Bringing in your best reliever. We've talked about it a million times. We talked about it during the World Series last year. Like bringing you in your best reliever. How, how many years before that, that that's the way that they should do it? Yeah, I've been talking you about this years ago. Years. Yeah. 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 The you idea revolutionary. Using, well, let's not. I mean, myself, uh, Tony LaRusa, Tim McCarver, and Bobby Valentine. <laughs> up on the mountain. Uh, do, do get together at our mountainside chalet to reinvent the game of baseball. <laughs> And do I you drink Tom Seaver's wine when you do that? We do. We drink, we drink a really nice uh, Northern California Cabernet. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, we talk about reinventing the game, how we're going to reinvent the game, why it's up right. to us to reinvent the game. Right. A lot. Oh, and only lot. you guys can do it. That's correct. Right. Yeah. It's funny, though, because they're already talking about when Mike Matheny is going to come join us. Because oh, I, th- oh I, th- I thought you had a spot for Joe Madden get all ready no, to go. No, no, no. Joe, Joe, Joe Madden doesn't want to be a part of it. He does not want to be a part of it. Oh, no, yeah, he, he's, he does his own thing, right? Yeah, he's, he's going to start he his own little... man. That's right. <laughs> he reinvents the game at Burning Man. <laughs> and he, Joe he is Madden. high as a kite. High as a kite. That dude is so, insufferable. I'm sorry. I uh, I love I love your theory. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I think that that's exactly what Francona did. And I wonder, yeah, I wonder. Uh, the Yankees are being it's the top of the ninth now. The Yankees are being two hit. Um, See, that's but this is what I'm saying because Trevor Bauer is not that good, but if you've got the edge on the team, right? right? You've got a mental edge where they're going to press for every at bat. Trevor Bauer can yep. be a guy like this. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Judge is 0 for 4 with four strikeouts tonight. Oh. Just saying. i just just throwing that out there. It's just a stat. doesn't mean anything. No. Don't read anything into oh. it. I'm just I'm giving no, the facts. There's nothing behind it. It's just information. Nothing behind it. You know, just, just is, info. Is, is, he getting, is he due to get up in the ninth inning? He is not. He struck out to end the eighth. Okay. So uh, Gary Sanchez just lined out to uh, the pitcher. The pitcher. Although I don't know how that works. It says Gary Sanchez lines out pitcher Cody Allen to first baseman Carlos Santana. Hmm. 
so confused. That doesn't sound like a lineup to me. That does not, unless it hit off Cody Allen in the air. And it ricocheted over to first base. Ricocheted over to Carlos Santana, which means Cody Allen took a real lick there. Yeah. That would be, I feel like that would be a really hard hit ball. Sheesh, you bibble. Um, uh, so all right, what so do let you, me ask you a question. Hey, let me yes. ask you a question now. You like to ask the questions, right? Well, I'm going to ask you a question. It, please, please phrase it the proper way for this episode. Um... Straight up. For this, ep- for this particular episode? Right. We've decided that all questions will be asked in Paula Abdul form. All right. Straight up. Now tell me. Yep. You got right. it. <laughs> do, you, do, do you think the Yankees can come back in this series down one game to nothing? Yes. Are you reverse jinxing? No. No, I'm not. I, I, I do think that they can. Here's what I think about the Yankees in the playoffs overall. Any given game against any pitcher in the playoffs, that lineup could have a big day. Any given, any given game. Is it likely? No. Maybe not against a guy like Kluber. But that lineup against any given pitcher can just, like, Judge can wreck a game, Sanchez can wreck a game, Gregorius can wreck a game, Bird could wreck a game, Todd Frazier could wreck a game, like, you know, Brett Gardner could hit three home runs. Like, they can just, they have eight guys that can do it. So, no, I give them a chance. I definitely give them a chance. Not a great chance, but I still give them a chance. Because I don't right. think there's a pitcher. I don't think there is a pitcher that you can just say, "Oh, well, they have no chance against." I think Corey Kluber is as close to a pitcher as you could say that, though. It might be. It might be. But it. This but side of game, Kershaw. Their problem isn't to me. Problem isn't that. Um, they can't get two or three runs off of Corey Kluber. Their problem is they don't have a pitcher to match him. Well, they're going to throw Sabathia in the second game, right? Yes. Yes. CC is game two tomorrow. is CC Sabathia. Correct. Now this is game is not over. Your yet. girl. This game is. This is oh boy! Wow. We're Question. doing it. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are the rules. Following the rules. Yep. Uh, now I have to look up Paul Abdul songs. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, you should know them off the stay, top of your head. Come on. You. There's, I know a couple, but I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, don't I know three. Remember. Straight up, opposite distract, and forever your girl. That's it. That's it. They'll just just keep well, recycling them. I have the. I do have on the tip of my tongue without looking it up. The big one though. No, what's bigger than those three? Cold-hearted snake. Cold-hearted. Oh. She's a cold, hot snake. Right. She's cold as ice. Yeah, that's the one. Right. I feel like I nailed that. By the way, this game is you not did. over yet. Yeah, well, they're not going to come back and win this game. Top of the ninth, two outs. Starling Castro gets a base hit. Greg Bird is the batter. He now, looks let me ask a lot you like another a question. Bird, I feel like. Fly like a bird? No, he looks like a bird. That's, that's not true. Like a point. 
pointy nose, and he looks like a hawk. No, I think I think that's your mind playing tricks on you because his name nope. is Bird. Nope, looks like a bird. Look, looks like a bird. Okay, staying Great. with it. Like Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. Correct. He had a big year. Hmm. One ninety nine home runs. Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Sam the Eagle had a big year. He did. He had a real big year. <laughs> bird was hurt for most of the year, though. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like a lot of that's Al, you're being uh, you're being unfair. He was hurt for Future most of Hall the year. Of Famer, Greg Bird. Oh, and it's a good time for me to ask my next question. That's the ball. Straight up. Yep. Here's my next question. Um, I'm ready. Do you like this team? The Yankee team? Yeah, because you you know you're being a little snarky about uh, Greg Bird, but I am. But it's just it's all in good fun. I know why you're doing it. It's fine. It's all for show. But do you like the team? Uh, no. How do you feel about? Or how do you feel how about you, the team? Put it that way. I dislike them a great deal. You dislike the team. I I. <laughs> Let's I, talk about this. This is tough. It's not that hard. I am. I it it is for me. I am not built anymore to like a Yankee team. What do you mean anymore? You were at one point? In 1996, Braves, Yankees, I rooted for the Yankees. Okay. Because I hated the so Braves. Nice. That I hated the Braves so much more than the Yankees at that point. Same. That's all gone now. And I, and I can't flip that switch back. I can't. So you hate the Yankees? I, I do. And I know it's an extremely likable team. This group. I, I, this group, I, I think the, the camera, you know, the, the press conference after a home run is great. It's fun. It's, it's not insulting at all, as you said, as you rightly pointed out. It's not disrespectful. It's just fun. I have no problem with that celebration at all. Um, I hate it. Hate you would watching. just prefer a different team to be using it. I just would really prefer a different team to be using it. Preferably the Mets. Well, would be my preference. they would have to have something to celebrate. Yes. Well, they did. Not too long ago. Yeah. Not too long ago. Quickly. Very quick. I, I'm aware. I'm just pointing out. It's not like it was 15 years ago. They were in the World Series two years ago. Yeah, but this last is the, year, they're finally last year, playing meaningful October baseball in New York right now. Yes, I know. Forever. Last year, forever tonight, last year on this day, you and I were at City Field watching them against... What? The Giants in the wild card game. One year, year ago at this moment. At this very yep. moment. We, we were watching some journeyman ridiculous person hit a three-run home run off Jerry's Familia. We're probably right about who wound up getting Who wound up getting released from a last-place team this year, by the way, that guy. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie, yep. You know what was funny about that? that Cheeks just, all blown out. Back. Yeah. <laughs> that was Louis Armstrong, I thought. No, Dizzy Gillespie had the cheeks blown out. But that was Dizzy Gillespie? Yes. Okay. Yes. My bad. The ridiculous Do you remember? Scared me as a child. What? The ridiculous cheeks. Like, it scared me as a child. Really? (laughs) PJ is doing it. Look on your your Google Hangouts. He's doing it. Oh, yeah, there he is. Look. Yep. It's Bishop Gillespie. Bishop Gillespie. (laughs) That's Bishop Cop's name in the show. Bishop Gillespie. Right, Bishop Gillespie. Right. 
we should take this in a whole different direction. His name is Bishop. He's not actually a, a religious figure. He's not a bishop, no. But they do, they, they allude to it all the time. Right. Make you think that it's makes, religious, but it's not. Right. He makes references to it all the time, but he's not a religious figure at all. He's never his set foot in the church. His name is Bishop Gillespie. <laughs> the cop. Bishop Cop. Get on your knees and pray that he doesn't come for you, criminals. What, you what, 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 kind of promo, what kind of promo is that? Get on your knees and pray, criminals. On Fox. On Fox? Now it's on Fox? Yeah. Do you think the Yankees uh, uh, can win that series? Yes, I think they can, but they won't. Okay. All right, sir. I can say that, right? That's a, is that an acceptable answer? Of course. I think they can win that series, and they won't. You really, you really are Bishop Cop Out tonight. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> of course I think they can. They won't, but they can. But maybe they could. I'm open to the possibility that they might. But I'm definitely close to the possibility that they're going to. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bishop Cop Out. That's it. Um, he's a cold-hearted snake. He's as cold as ice. Um... So, yeah, did you happen to see Jose Altuve today? Not, no, not in person. I, we missed each other. Yeah, I know. Three, I well, he's very short. You could have walked right by him. I looked at, right over his head. I was looking he over him. Right over. Three home runs for the little man. Three home runs. Yeah, that Astros team is tough. They are good. Do you, do you see, I mean, it's only one game, but can you see an Astros-Indians LCS. Oh, I would. I would watch that. I would watch that. You would, right? Yep. I would absolutely watch that. That'd be fresh and interesting. I will not watch an inch of National League playoff baseball. I can tell you that right now. Nationals Cubs doesn't get your juices flowing. No, sir. Hate them both. Nope. Mm. All set. Dodgers D backs. Hate them. Dodgers D backs. Really? That's I hate. Hate them all. You don't like hate that team? Don't like the D-backs. Nope. Uh, nope. The Johnny no, Come Latelys? The Gi- uh, their uniforms are ridiculous. They make them ridiculous people. Those uniforms. I don't even get me started. We could do two hours on those atrocities. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's I embarrassing. Love I, like, I like Goldschmidt a lot. Okay. He's I good. Think, out of those teams, out of those four teams, I hate the Diamondbacks the least. How's that? But, but you don't like the Diamondbacks. Don't like them, no. Okay. No. Did you like the Rockies? Uh, no. <laughs> Heaven, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not like the Rockies. All these teams seem to take great joy in playing and beating the Mets. They, they all really do. do. Like, you know, the the Brewers, like the Brewers. The love Brewers love it. I mean, the Brewers and the Pirates for some reason. They just love it. They just it, they win the game, and it's like the 1960 walk off. Mazarowski World Series, like they're, they're riding the unicycles camp. around the field and <laughs> juggling and eating cotton candy. It's crazy! Oh, yeah. Giant lollipops in everybody's hands. They're walking out with goodie yeah. bags after the yeah, game. It's ridiculous! It's really the, the Brewers. They can't. They they make it. They hit a home run in the first inning. The guy's like posing. He's, he's taking snapshots. He's in his Cadillac. They're throwing at guys and meetingless games. Ridiculous. To get their face painted um, like lions in the dugout. <laughs> right? 
a lot of fun. It really is a, a lot of fun. It's, it's a festival atmosphere. It is. It's a silly. Um, no, I won't watch a, a second of National League playoff baseball. If it's Astros Indians, I'm in. All right. I'm watching a lot of that. That's my world okay. series right there. I could get behind one of those two teams. With well, with the local interest for me with the Astros, because my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. Oh yeah, for sure. Very very big fans. Uh, you know, my father-in-law, huge Astros fan since 1962. Like he yeah, picked so up on He is a he's too legit to quit. I would say. Now we're bringing Hammer into this. <laughs> now, great. Now MC Hammer's involved. <laughs> now now look what you've done. Now look what you've done. Um, let's move to the B block. Can we move to the B block? B block, B block two. Yeah. Um, so Cal, I don't know if you know this, (laughs) but the Islander season starts tomorrow night in Columbus. Yes. And I am, I don't mean to go all Wendy Liebman here, but I am... Because I really feel... Nobody knows Wendy Liebman? Anyone? I know PJ knows who she is. Um, Do you mean Nancy Lieberman? No, I don't. No. No. Nobody knows who that is. Nancy Lieberman? Yeah. Wasn't she the famous women's basketball player? I'm thinking of a girl that we went to high school with. No. That's somebody different. That's somebody different. In any case, Wendy Liebman, stand-up comedian. Yeah, oh, okay. Who does the... Because I really feel like that's her delivery system. In any case. Doesn't and there's also a huge Islanders fan, right? She's Is that where you're going with this? Fan, strangely enough. <laughs> I did not see coming. Um... Yes, the New York Islanders opened the 2017-2018 campaign tomorrow night in Columbus. Um, right. And I am, uh, uh, there's two parts to this. I want to talk about the actual team. And then I want to, and, and, and the prognostications thereof. And then I want to talk about why I am maybe way too high on this season and like way too into the Islanders, like having a watching party tomorrow night and my sons have been, you know, it's actually been being used right now as a punishment to get them to do stuff. Like, what? Guys, What's come the on, punishment? Come on, brush it, brush it. They can't watch the game tomorrow night. They would be disinvited from the watching party? That's correct. Oh. Wesley, fin- Wesley, Wesley, finish your dinner or you are not watching the Islander game tomorrow night. There's been a lot of that. Does it work? It works like a charm. That's how psyched they are. What have I done? Wow. (laughs) Our buddy Rick Ryan is coming over tomorrow night to watch it. Yes, I'm familiar with his work. Yep. Our our good buddy, friend of the program, too. Uh, uh, An RTUer from the old days, from the old school. Right. An original RTUer. He's RTU 1.0. He is. And a friend of ours for a long time. He's coming over to watch the game tomorrow night. We are That's there's great. a lot on the line. So, can we talk about the team for a second? Because you had an interesting question for me. I did. Straight up now. Why don't you tell everybody what it was? Whoa, whoa, whoa! The 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 question I had for you was that 
all and and it's it's I'm going to preface this. I'm going to bishop cop out again by saying that since I asked you this question, I've seen a lot more predictions that have gone against what I originally asked you. Right. So I might have jumped the okay. gun. You but didn't. The question that I like 37 places. Yeah. The question I had asked you originally was Well, let me back up. You have been very bullish on this squad all training camp. Yes. Throughout the month of September, you've you've had a lot of great things to say about this team. You're excited about their prospects. You're looking forward to the season. You think they can do something pretty good this year. You think they're a good team. I do. Yeah. And every and everything else I had seen from professional people that it's their job to follow the sport. Sure. They all sort of their predictions were sort of against what you were saying. So you see, you see a lot of barely making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, 27th overall in the NHL. I've seen a lot of that. So I was, so my yep. question to you is why what where is the discrepancy? Why why is every why am I seeing all of this from people who do this for a living yet you and I trust your judgment 100% Say that the team is going to be a lot better than everybody else is saying. I couldn't find that. I couldn't figure out where the where the disconnect was. Right, and I I think that the uh, disconnect is uh, in regard to what uh, they're underestimating. I think they're underestimating um, uh, how. So Travis Hamannick has come up a lot. Like, oh, they lost to one of their top two defensemen. He wasn't one of their top two defensemen uh, over the last two plus seasons. He was actually. Uh, like their fifth best defenseman. So uh, they feel that he can be sort of replaced relatively easily, and they feel very strongly about the defensive group that they have. I think they have an excellent defensive group. I think they go eight deep. Um, you have guys sitting tomorrow night like uh, uh, Pelic and, and, and uh, Kulak, and um, they have a very, very strong defensive group with Letty and Boychuk and, and um, Calvin DeHaan and, and Thomas Hickey. And uh, Scott Mayfield, who stepped up a ton. I think their defense is really good. I think the goaltending situation is actually great. I think they have a 1 and a 1A. I think they have a guy who will play 45 games and another guy who will play, you know, uh, a 37. I think it will be that kind of split, and you'll get a good goaltender every night. Um, and I think with the rigors of the NHL season, you need that. If you don't have a Holtby or or a you know a Carey Price or something like that, you don't have that stud. Uh, I think uh, Halak is sort of back and um, and can be a number one goalie. And then I think that they're un- underestimating the addition that Thomas or that Jordan Everly will be to the team. I think Jordan Everly on that first line, his game complements John Tavares's better than any right wing he's played with um, during Even the course more of than eight years. Uh, it's similar to Vanek, very similar to Vanek. Okay. A guy who can play low on the boards, a guy who can uh, has great hands around the net, has a very quick release. Um, uh, basically, uh, a better Thomas Vanek. Um, in terms of uh, Thomas Vanek is a better goal scorer. Jordan Everly is a better all-around right wing. Um, and I think they have a legitimate number one line. And then I think. 
and this is just me, I think a kid like Barzal is ready to make a huge leap. I really do. I really think that, like, he's not being talked about as the talent that he is. They have a lot of, you know, in Hosang and, and Barzal and Bovillier, they have these three kids that are going to play. And last year when it worked for the Maple Leafs, everybody, you know, went nuts and loved it and blah, 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 blah. But it can't apparently work for the Islanders, I guess. Uh, you well, know, that three kids can't come and play and be huge contributors to the team and add speed and grit. I, I, I think that's ridiculous. And then the last factor, Cal, is, is Doug Waite. I mean, Doug Waite has come in and completely revitalized the program. He's changed the way they train. He's cha- changed the way they practice. He's brought in an all-new coaching staff. I've said this before. I'll say it again. He's Rex Ryan changing the culture of the team but without all the you know the bluster and the idiocy right you know there's a quote Dan Saracini uh, from Lighthouse Hockey threw up uh, uh, tonight because the, the big scuttlebutt was about Josh Hosang is going to sit tomorrow night and, right. and Jason Tamara is going to play, and, and everybody, all of Isle's Twitter went crazy. Here we go again, sitting the kids, blah, blah, blah. It's ridiculous. And my initial reaction was, darn it. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, Hosang's going to play a lot. Tamara had 14 goals in the 40 games that he played under Doug Waite. He's a veteran. He also used to play for Columbus. It's opening night on the road. He's playing two kids anyway, playing Barzal and Beauvillier. Like, it's okay. Josh Hosang's going to play on Saturday night, I would almost guarantee it. He's going to be there. But this quote is, is really interesting. Question, this is to Doug Waite. Do you think you're a good motivator, and how do you lead? I do. Who I think the guys question? Know here. Uh, it was from an interview. It was in the Post, I guess. Oh, okay. It okay. in the Post. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I was curious. Yeah, it was from a Q&A in the post. I do. I think the guys know I'm here for two reasons. I care about them and love the game and want to win again. If I got to get on them, I'll get on them. If I got to sit them on the bench, I'll sit them on the bench. And the next day we can talk. Communication. Look them in the eye. Tell them how it is. This, is. this young group of people we have in this world, there's tact involved. There's a different way to handle each person, and you got to do it on a regular basis. So it's a tough job. It takes a lot of time. But if they know when they leave the room, they can be pissed. But they know that we just talked, I listened to them, they listened to me, and the, end, and the next day it's over and we start anew. It's not about me holding a grudge because you haven't scored in 10 games and you're making 5 million bucks. It's about challenging them to get better and then telling them what they need to do to get better and put it in their lap. I mean, this guy. <laughs> I'll take you, test, Herb. I'll take you, test. Come on. Come on, Herb. I'll take your test. He's just, come on, this guy. I think that is a undervalued aspect of this team. And so I do think they are a playoff team. I do. I absolutely do. I think if they, How, get, if they um, get goaltending and they stay healthy, they are a playoff team. All right. And I think, guys are slotted, I think guys are slotted where they're supposed to be slotted, too, line-wise. Which I don't think they you had think last so? year. I do. Yeah. 
I do. I, I like the lines that he's starting out with. Um, and I, I, I just I just think they're a good team. I think they're going to get enough secondary scoring. They have to improve on the power play, Cal. If they improve on the power play, their PK is going to be very, very good. If they can become a good power play team, solid. They don't have to be, they don't have to be you know, 97%. They just have to be solid. They have to be a 10 to, 10 to 15 in the league. They're going to win a lot of that games. That's middle of the pack. Yeah. But that's not where they've been on the power play over the last two years. They've been like no. 28. They've been terrible. And their PK last year was great. Right. So, uh, and I, 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 I think it'll remain so. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish because of Doug Waite. Doug Waite is the big factor here. He really is. Okay. It's all fair. I mean, you've, you've made very good points. It's all, this is not like just fanboy emotional prediction. This is all, you bring up very good points about why I, they would I mean, be good. Think about it. Think and about as a matter of fact, going... I, think, I think, well, let me ask you. Do you think that part of it is the narrative around the league about the Islanders, the perception of the Islanders, that they're lazy and they're just not really digging into what this team is about? They're looking at it purely on the surface. Yes. I think every, every one of those prognostications you see mentions two things. John Tavares is going to be a free agent, and they don't know where they're going to play. Right. That's it. That's their reason. Which are two very important pieces of this team. They are, but they don't... The two most important pieces, probably. But to me, they don't factor into what this team actually is on the ice. Because John Tavares is never going to let his contract get in the way of his play, ever. He's not built... but... But if they get to January, but they but if they get to January and they don't have an arena deal and he's a free agent, you don't think they would look to trade him? I don't think they're going to trade him unless they're out of it. I don't think the arena deal is the difference. Okay. I think if they're 15 points out of a playoff spot, they will trade him. What if he looks at the arena deal or lack thereof in January and says, "Listen, I got to go explore my options." Then they, they hold on to him. That. I think they hold on to him for the year then. And just let him go for nothing. No, I think I mean they would let him, they would have it to, depends, to trade him at that point. But I think it depends on where the team is. If they're sitting in the sixth spot, he's not first of all, John Tavares is I don't want to talk in certainties, but do you think John Tavares sitting at at say a five seed in the playoffs? In, in you know February is going to say trade me because of no arena deal, not in his makeup. No, I don't think he's going to ever ask to be traded. But I but do think he will be. I do think he. What? It's got to be the combination of them being out of it and not getting an arena deal. Not going to be one. That, but I but I think he will be upfront with them enough to let them know. It's too much uncertainty here. I don't know what I'm going to be. I don't. I can't commit to this team. But you think and he, he does that in the middle of a playoff stretch run? I no, don't think he does. If they ask him. What if they come? What if they come to him? What if they come to him in mid-February, right? Before, you know, two weeks before the trading deadline, and they need to yeah. know what's going on, and they ask him, 
and he's flat, he flat out tells them they're they're in sixth place in the conference. What's he going to say? Why would they go to him and ask him two weeks before the trade deadline? At that because spot. they're going to lose him for nothing. Right. It would, Steve. It would ruin the franchise if he walked and they got nothing back for him. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying the, the, that like the fate the fate of this franchise is actually on the line right now. How are they? Going I don't to mean to be dramatic, but that's what's going on here. So they go to him two weeks before the trade deadline, and they say, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, well, I'm not sure. And they're sitting in the sixth spot. Yep. And, you know, or the five or the sixth spot, they're going to trade him? They're going to how, is that, I not, think... how is that not going to destroy their franchise? I think, that I think they would listen to offers on him at that point. But the offers are all going to be futures, and they're sitting there with a playoff spot on the line. Yeah, oh, I, I'm well aware of that. And what if they're like a good team? What That's if, different. Let's just say they're sitting in the. Let's just say they're sitting in the four spot, for example. That's. I think it's a little different. But it's the same situation. It's two weeks before the trade deadline. He's a free yeah, but agent. If you, regardless if they're, sitting if they're in the four, they're the six. If you say they're sitting in the four spot, that means they they're a cup contender. But they're still they're still in danger of losing him. For nothing. But if they were to win a Stanley Cup, then maybe then maybe it's not so bad if they lose them. It's tricky. Off the so, cup. It's pretty tricky. I don't know. It's not easy. There's no easy answer. I just don't think I just I don't think every article saying it's gonna be a distraction and that's the reason they're the twenty fourth team in the league is, is ridiculous. No, I don't agree with that at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it, it, it's overblown. lazy and it's, it's, well, he doesn't know what arena he's going to play in, blah, blah, blah. And so they're going to be the 27th team in the league. Like, come on. Look at the talent on the roster. It's a talented roster. Yeah. You know, well, they had, they had 94 be. points last year. And it's a better right. team this year. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's the question. How much better are they? Because on, on the surface, and again, I haven't watched them. I didn't watch any preseason games. I'm looking at right. the roster. And the roster doesn't look that much better than last year. I don't think it's better enough by looking at the roster. I think that depends on what you think of Barzal and Bovillier and Hossein. I don't I know really what do. to think of them because they're, yeah. cause they're brand new. Bar- well, Bovillier is playing a second year, but yeah. Barzal is brand new. Yes. Hossein played 21 games last year. You have an idea of what he can be. You have an idea, but you can't count on anything no, 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 after 21 I, I games. But they, they also still have, you know, uh, 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 you know veterans there and, and guys like Bailey and, and you know, uh, uh, who everybody knows I don't love. But if Josh Bailey is your third-line left wing, then you're fine. You know, if Josh Bailey's your, your – which I think he eventually will be, he'll play on the second line tomorrow night. But, but I actually like that line. No, no, but I'm saying second and third line doesn't mean anything. But it's putting it it does because it's putting pieces where they're supposed to be, right? Josh Bailey is not supposed to be on your power play one. He's not supposed to be the right wing on your first line. He's not. Where he's most effective on the ice and giving you shifts is as a as 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 a uh, a third line right wing. That's where he's going to be effective. Like he if he plays on a third line with like Brock Nelson. 
and Bavillier, that's a really nice third line that you get some scoring from, you get energy from, you have good speed, you have good puck control, you have a guy, guys that can play in the neutral zone. It, that's a good line. You have a guy who has a great wrist shot, you have two guys who always pass, you know, but that's a good line. He doesn't belong, putting guys in the right spot. Right. But the, but, but the right spot has nothing to do with the number of the line, I don't think. I think that's overblown. It's like, it's like a pitching rotation. The guy's the number four starter. Yeah, but maybe that's where he slots in best. Doesn't mean he's the fourth best starter on the team. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that no, label that, that's what, but that's is what a little saying. overblown. Josh Bailey, but Josh Bailey spots in, slots in best as a third-line right wing. That's where he slots in best, going up against other third lines or maybe going up against first lines because there's good speed there and there's good defensive responsibility. Like... You move if you move Barzal if you move Barzal up to that if Barzal playing that second center spot and moving everybody sure. down if he's successful there it's huge it's huge puts guys in right spots Brock Nelson's not a second line center okay he was playing second line center he's not a second line center it's also ice time Cal guys on the second right. line get more ice time than guys on the third line. Yeah. One of your best players on the ice. But, but in any case, regardless, I okay. think they, I think they, st- I, I agree with you. You don't know, but they stand a chance to be a markedly improved, markedly improved? I'll be right. Markedly improved talent roster because I think Barzal is special. I think Bovillier is a really good player. I think, or has a chance to be a really good player. Like a like a Franz Nielsen ish player. I really do. And I think Hosang is the sky's the limit. Hosang could be a ridiculous player in this league. He could. But he's but they're benching him on opening night. I don't think they're benching him. I think he's well, playing I think he's playing he's a veteran opening night. I think he's playing okay. a veteran over him on on opening night on the road. There? I think I think in a way he, too he's doing Chimera a favor because I think Chimera is going to be inactive a lot of nights. So you know, give him opening night against his old team on the road. And Chimera had 22 goals last year. It's not like he was garbage. He's not a slouch. I know. He's not a bad player at all. He's still got the best speed. On, he's still the fastest guy on the team. Yeah, he's 40 years old. He's the fastest guy yep. on the team. So, um, that's how I feel about the team. But, personally, holy smokes, Cal. Yeah, let's let's unpack that one. I just, I, half of it's because I'm playing now. I I freely admit that. Right. But the other half of it is because hockey and the Islanders have just grown year after year after year to replace the Jets and, like, they're like a big – I love watching hockey. Why? I just – the game is enjoyable to me now. It always was. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I so enjoy watching the game. Now, okay, does it have to do with the boys? Because they're into it. Definitely, definitely. And Wesley's right? playing, and, you know, Casey's starting to skate now. And, and me playing has a huge effect. Huge effect. Right. 
Um, but this has been coming, man. Yeah. The Islanders have been building and building and building. I don't know. I've always loved them. Now I really kind of, I don't know. It's like a, a niche I've just fallen into. Nisha? You know what I mean? Who's that? Yeah. Nisha Croman. <laughs> um, Nisha Petrikov on the third line? You love, right? <laughs> you love hockey. I do. I love hockey. I mean, you love the Islanders. You know you do. I do. I'm not going to, I won't deny it. I love it. So how do you how do you want how do you get on board here? You know how I get on board? You're not going to get to my level. I get that. That's fine. No, uh, my I level mean, of, of of optimism. I mean, not my level of fanhood. You well beyond my level of fanhood for the Islanders. That's not what I mean. Oh, that's not true. Let's not. Let's not. You know. I think we're pretty. I think it's pretty even. <laughs> we're part. We're all part of the same club. Yes. But how do I get right. you to in, enjoy this season? How do I get you fired up for to watch them? Fired up? Yeah. Fired up? That's a tough. <laughs> yeah. That's a tall task. Fired up. What did the Mets do to you? What did they do? It's not just the Mets though. The Islanders beat me down the last couple of years too. Yeah. You know, and the Mets. The Jets are a non-entity at this point, but I, I, you get me on board if it's Christmas time. And wow, I gotta wait three like, months. And they're like in the six or seven spot in the conference, but playing well. And okay. only six or seven only because there's so many good teams in the conference. Yeah, in the conference. Okay. Then will you, I'll be like, will you watch hmm. tomorrow night? Who do I mean? want to win tomorrow night? Is that what you asked? No, I said, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I asked you who you want to win. No, I, I want said, the Islanders will you to win. Watch, will you <laughs> I just want to be clear. Will you, will you watch <laughs> tomorrow night? Will I watch tomorrow night? Of course I'll watch tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Sorry. I mean, straight up now, tell me. I mean, come on. Sorry. Well, back. Why was back that a given? Take, well, because they take two steps forward and then take two steps back. We were talking about what a big hockey fan I am. I love hockey, right? Why would I not watch hockey opening night for the Islanders? Of course I'm going to watch it. I don't know. Maybe you want to pop on the Yankee game or something. I don't know. Shark Tank's on. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. It's a new show. The new show on CNBC. <laughs> Shark Tank. You are. <laughs> did you watch big. last week? Shark Tank? Yeah. I did not, but Allison was watching and, uh, it and she said that it was it was pretty good. It was. Cuban went off on the millennial kid. It was it was like a a, a complete like sort of microcosmic thing about millennials where like the kid had his mother there and stuff and he was like a computer programmer who like went to an Ivy League school and it was yeah. and he went he basically started crying to his mother in in the tank in the, at, coming out of the tank cuz Cuban yelled at him Cuban was like stop <laughs> patting yourself on the back and fix yeah. this you don't have an you don't have a company you just have an idea it was good i mean it was rough to watch 
Is it so nobody? I mean, um, don't spoil it. I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, so you will so watch. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be into it. I'll watch it's Saturday December. night. They gotta be in December gotta be in though. In. Right, because I've lived through way too many promising seasons to then fall apart by Thanksgiving because they can't win a game in November. Well, that was also Capuano's mo. Yeah, but but they did that before Capuano too. Yeah, that's how Capuano got his job because Scott Gordon right. couldn't win a game in November. Right, right, right. So you go back years with this team. With the November so, swoon. Get off it. That's a terrible Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> right, it's the follow-up to November Rain. Right. Nobody likes that November. one. November swoon. <laughs> but get off to a get off to a good start. You know, Let, like. Play the way that you're touting them. Let me see that team. Let me right. see the team that you are touting right now for 20 games. And then maybe, you know, okay. Well, you December, you're going to be... December, you're 30, 30 games in, right? Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You figure 12. You're probably about 30, 35 games in. You got my That's attention at that point. That's a good marker. All right. And now... You watch. We'll you see how the season progresses, and now you get to you get to February. You get to after the All Star game, right? And now you got something. If they're now still you, playing now, well, yeah, you're trading Tavares. You're trading Tavares. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Good. It's good. It's good to you know because the Jets have been so disappointing, and and they're just like there's no juice with them, you know. There's like nothing to get Look, excited I, I'm for. I'm enjoying the Jets though thoroughly this year. I told you this. Yeah, but you don't. But but you don't. You don't sit here. You don't sit there like on a Friday I no and like I can't wait to watch a game Sunday. Right. I have no expectations for the Jets. That's why this is so enjoyable. Yeah. Right. Right. Like just watching young kids play and just like seeing Jamal Adams. Like I want to see Jamal Adams play. Like I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying the Jets. What's better for you, that or watching what the Giants are doing? What are you getting more pleasure out of? Oh, the Jets, for sure. Yeah, for sure? Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's largely, that's largely because I'm pretty sure the Giants are going to go 12-4. and four. Just, just to make it, you know, more they're epic. Just, no, they're, yeah. just gonna, they're not going to lose again until the Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah, just, and then win the Super to, Bowl. Just to go super epic on us. Um. But Got no, it. I'm enjoying the Jets a, a lot because I, I, I had gotten out of football and then I came into the season like with no expectations. I'm not tense watching the games. I want to win, but if they don't win, it's okay. Like, when do you ever have a season like that? Like, you're like, hey, if they don't win, it's all right. We're that much closer to a quarterback. But if they do win, you're right. like, great, they win. Like, I, I'm, I, I like wins. Well, the other – I like Lamp. I love I – like, I like death. I love death. Um, yeah, so, I'd always rather so win than lose. See, now at this point, the way that I see it, and I was telling you guys this, they're 2-2. Two and two. There's like five or six teams that are worse than them right now. Yeah. I feel like the ship has sailed on getting the number one overall pick only because there are so many teams that are not as good as them. I would agree, but I, I, I think that was the case coming. The idea that they were going to go 0-16 with, like, the Browns on their schedule, I, you know, the, the Jags on your – like, they weren't going to go 0-16. They still could very well go 4-12 and or 5-11. and Easily. They could. Easily. 
They probably will. And that will. gets them like the I think that gets them like the seventh or the eighth pick, and then they gotta trade up to get a quarterback. That's that's what's gonna have to happen. That's why McCagnan getting an extra second for Sheldon Richardson is a big deal. Does the Jets if they win this game this week? Yes. And they go to th- they go to three and two. Playing right? the O and four Browns, yes. Okay. But if the Jets go to three and two yes. after widely being predicted to win no more than two or three games this year. Yes. Right? All year. And they're gonna have three in yes. the first five games. Yes. Does Todd Bowles get any credit for that? Yeah. I think he should. I think his last two games were great. I mean, I think he's done. I think his last two games are infuriating because you're like, where's that guy? Yeah. Why he yeah. needs to consistently bring that sort of coaching effort, where his team looks prepared, his team is flying around, his team is his defense is is blitzing and flying around and creative, and you know, where's that guy? That's in game. Yeah, 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 in game. Yeah, but, but my point is, do you think that he's doing something in that room to sort of galvanize Maybe. this group? Maybe. Hey, everybody thought you were going to win two games this year. Go yeah. prove them wrong. Oh, he's... You got a hungry, a young, hungry team, which we said about before the season even started. These guys don't want to yeah. lose every game. They're going to try to win yeah. every game. Exactly. But you maybe there's some maybe he's, he's to go sort lose of... every game. Right? Maybe he's playing that. I don't know. I think he is. I think you're right, Bri. I think he's playing. I think there is a. If you listen to the quotes after these two wins, there is a. You know, and they've said this all preseason too. Like, we don't care. You guys are tanking. Like, like even Forte. Like, I've given him credit. Was like, nobody in this room is going to tank a game. You out of your mind? Nobody no. cares about that. Yeah, don't don't tell us that we're supposed to go lose all sixteen games. No. I think he's. I think he's definitely. Look, he's not a. He's not a fiery guy. He's got to have something. Right. And that's an. That's an easy one to tap into. The disrespect one, you don't have to be a fiery coach to tap into. No, that's coaching 101. Yeah. All you have to do is go in the front of the room and be like, eight papers predicted you to go 0-16. Right. Yeah, and that's not hard. All right, let's get to the fun mode while PJ's still awake. Okay, quick, because you only got 10 minutes. Yes. Well, we actually have 53 minutes left of the stream because we restarted the episode. <laughs> right. But I only have 10 We're minutes left on my plan, on my phone plan. So. Correct. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are we not doing that? We're not doing that. Pige, are we not doing that? Do we have different music? Oh, thought okay. Load. The thought load. Sorry. The thought load. Do I have to cue that, or are you cueing that? You have to. I have no studio. Sorry. Oh, I have it. Okay. I can I just the one question I have is how much did you have to pay REO Speedwagon to record that? <laughs> no, sir. 
That was great. That's not the speed wagon? Heard it from a friend. <laughs> that is. That is the speed wagon. That is really good, Peach. We're going to play that, that again. That was really good. Can you explain what the thought load is, my friend? I was thinking out loud, and I thought a thought load. And is there a line in that song that says, and we're going to think thinky things? So many thinky things. Oh, won't you think with me? It'll be a thought load. Did Dr. Seuss write the lyrics to that? Listen. (laughs) Who knows lyrics anyway? Oh, the think you'll think. Um, Are you a lyrics guy? I'm a total, you know that. I'm a total lyrics guy. I don't lyrics know guy. that I know that. I don't know. Total you lyrics know guy. that. I don't know, Claire. And <laughs> <laughs> the pudding. Too soon. Too soon. It will always be forever too soon. <laughs> forever with that one. Forever your girl. Um, <laughs> Peach, uh, you want to talk about how... Um, People uh, like to feel bad and like to make other people feel worse. You know what it's not like? What? It's, it's not like blowing kisses in the wind. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, Deep cut. man. <laughs> Deep cut. Um, so why, why do you think that, Peach, why do you think that people um, like to feel bad these days? We could tie this into sports, too. Yeah, I'm not going to blame politics, and I'm not going to blame the Internet, but I blame politics and the Internet <laughs> a little huh. bit for the, right. for the souring of everything. But so here, uh, here's one that I did, um, and I was proud of myself. I actually wrote up this story. I, it got a lot of likes. Um, but I was at the, the car wash. And the car wash has four lanes of cars, They're alternating lanes, merging to get into the one lane to get the vacuuming and then, and then get into the car wash. You've seen this system, I'm sure. Yes. And um, it, was, it was my row's turn, four of us across. We were, we were the next ones to go into the single lane. The okay. the single file lane of cars was proceeding slowly. Okay. My car was one foot into that lane, but I was waiting. I wasn't going to get right on the bumper of the guy in front of me. Because wh- what does it matter? He's th- no one's going into the thing to get the car. Every the, the, you know the the guys are out there. They're vacuuming the trunk. They're taking the floor mats out and they're beat them, beating them on the ground. And they've got stuff to do. Why am I going to crowd them and hover over them? It's stupid. We're all right. going to get through. This is, this is my zen personality. Everybody relax. I am unhurried. You should be too. <laughs> right. The, the man who would be next, the Lexus driver, is furious with me. That I am not pulling in. Furious. Gesturing. I get, he's like, he's pointing at me. He's doing the, look at this guy. Look at him. Look at this guy. 
can't. Look at you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, so I, I know, I know, I'm under attack, and I'm watching him through my rearview mirror. Um, so I got out of the car to do the, the inspection. You know, you, you walk around, you, 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 if you have a, an antenna, you take your antenna off the car, that, all that stuff. You're allowed, you're allowed to walk around your car. So I did that to kill a few seconds and, and the cars in front still hadn't moved. But this guy, again, very annoyed that I was not in the lane yet because he couldn't move. So I did the most passive-aggressive thing I could think of to do, because now I was mad at him, and I tied my shoe. <laughs> I threw my shoe up on the bumper, and I started tying. And I tied it and tied it with, you know, that deep concentration that a six-year-old puts into tying that shoe. Then the shoe was tied, and I stood back up, and I glanced over at him, and he's looking at me like, you son of a bitch, if you don't move that car. So I adjusted my pants, and I walked over to the door, the driver's side door, and I tied my other shoe. (laughs) And the guy went absolutely ballistic, and I was loving it and soaking it up. So that was me be in the arse right there and then part two the the second car wash story car wash car wash wash. story is we're back in the four lanes several weeks later and because i go to the car wash several times (laughs) there are many cars here and there's a big sign, and it says alternate lane merge. So lane one goes, then lane two goes, then lane three goes, pop, 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 pop. I pull into the car wash. Lane one has three cars. Lane two has three cars. Lane three is empty. So I roll right up, and I see the two guys in the back cars of lane one and lane two explode. <laughs> If they had bats in their car, they would have gotten out and beaten me. And I'm like, what? It's a, why are you waiting at the end of this line? There's an open lane right here. So, because I decided to not be an arse, as the lanes proceeded, I kept my car in park. And the cars went, and then the next batch of cars went, and even as I was letting the guy go, when I really didn't have to, he still gave me the stink eye. Like, yeah, you better stay there. And then we, and then we proceeded into the car wash. And when we proceeded into the car wash, I found that I had several coupons. So I walked over to the guy and I said, hey, do you need a coupon? Look at you. And you know what he said? No, I got it. Wouldn't take my coupon. Did he have a coupon? No! He paid full price rather than give me one second, I don't know, kindness, uh, respect, something. Nothing. Because he assumed I was a jerk, but but I let him in. 
and he wouldn't give it to me. Wow. And I'm asking you, why do we do this? Because you know about these things. Why do we do this? Was that a Paula Abdul title? No, it was Whitney Houston. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was onto something. I'm sorry. So now we've brought MC Hammer, Paula Abdul, and Whitney Houston into tonight's episode. I will always love you. Um, I don't know why we do these things. I find myself sometimes being both those people. I find myself agitated agitated over stupid stuff that I shouldn't be and having to check myself and being like, dude, just put it together uh, and take a step back. And then I find myself also on on your end of the, whoa, what's, you know, your day is that important? I mean, some of it's around driving, but some of it's just around like walking in the city. Like there's a, there's a tenseness. Uh, that's that's rough. I don't know if that's a East Coast thing, maybe. Are you more of a big mouth in the car? No. You don't you don't do more swearing in the car and more. No, I I don't. I I'm so much more. La- I used to. I'm much more like laid back about that stuff now. Like I'm I'm way more agitated by the 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 Pennsylvania drivers in and around me are very aggressive. Like I had, I had not noticed it. Like I'm a, I'm a New York driver, but I'm not a super aggressive driver um, mm-hmm. anymore. Especially because I usually have kids in the car, and like they'll tailgate like or ride your ass, and like like what are you doing? Like is our day that important? Yeah. You know, and and then you know, kind of flip you off when they pass you or something like you know. There's like a lot of that, um, but it's in it's in line at the store. You know, at the supermarket or whatever, like some. Oh, this one's got to do this now. There's a lot of that. You know, <laughs> like oh, this one. Look at this one. This one's got to order everything just the way they want. Like everybody, relax. Yeah. I don't and know. Do you get the people? You get the people that look at you and try to strike up a conversation so you, that you share the same frustration as they do. Like if you're in line at the supermarket. Like, can you believe yeah. this? And oh, they're, yeah, like, always, they're begging, they're begging you for you to make for eye contact so that they could yes. just start this whole dialogue. Yes. 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 They come the along me- with me. The meeting yep. of the eyes. Uh, this guy. Right. They, mm. they desperately want you to come along with them in their in their anger and their agitation. Right. I think like, that's uh, an evolutionary uh, trait. I I I don't. Uh, that's a survival technique. You learn to pair up quickly, no matter what oh, the stressful situation is. Right. That's yeah. like the tribalism. Like, oh, look, at we're in this together. Like, I'm going to be miserable. Let's bring as many miserable people as I can with me. And it also mm-hmm. justifies your misery. Like, if you're unbelievably annoyed at the, old, you know, the older person on the checkout line who's working in coupons and stuff, um, and you get somebody to come with you, that validates your annoyance. Because you really shouldn't be annoyed. You know, like, have a little patience. It's a person using coupons. Yeah. Right. But if I can get somebody to come with me, that validates it. Sarah Silverman, the comedian. Sure. Um, not, the, not the mailman? The rabbi? Straight, 
She straight up. I don't know if you guys listen to Stern. Um, the Cantor. But she straight up <laughs> attacked Howard Stern this week. Oh, for real? For and, and it's and it's and it's almost like she didn't even know that she had started doing it. Um, but she in, she was uh, appealing to him to start to make his show more political, and he wasn't feeling it. Right. And and she just she jumped all over him because he's got. He's got the dual demographic, you know. It's, right. His, his is not a right wing, left wing show. No. Um, but I was just shocked at. I mean, any other place you hear Sarah Silverman speak, she is a, um, you know, jovial, gregarious person. Um, she's not. Um, you know, she doesn't have the daggers out. Right. I I I feel like I don't know. This is this is almost like in the last four weeks. Like I I feel like everything has gotten a little bit dour and sour. Um. Yeah. It's true. I don't. I don't. I yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I, I I'm I'm seeing it as. Uh, it's like it's re- it's it's reflexive. Like I was having this conversation with somebody whose name I will not mention, but we all know. Um, and we were texting back and forth, and we were talking about Horace and Pete, <clears throat> and right. my my whole thing about you know the new seriousness that's that's come about, um, where like you know even Louis C.K. is is bringing out uh, Horace and Pete. It's this really dark drama. It's got this huge arc of darkness and futility, and and uh but he you know he's doing such great work and um all the other person could say to me was yeah but you know i heard that rumor that he took his willy out and uh i you know i don't i don't know about lucy k like, really right that's, there's that's, there's yeah there, there your... seems to be a, a qualification for everything or anybody that you enjoy yes yes Everything like, gets the take gets the takedown test, even if it is not true. Right, like the Pink Floyd or the Roger Waters one the other day on your Facebook page. Right, you were not allowed to appreciate Roger Waters anymore because he's an anti-Semite. He's he an anti-Semite. Right. Not. Right, like it, that, but that, like somebody posts like, "Oh, great time at the Roger Waters concert last night." Blah blah blah. It was amazing. I, I really enjoyed myself. And immediately, people are like, "Yeah, that'd be great if he wasn't such an anti-Semite." Right. Like it, and you're like, "Well, wait, you know, here's article after article that says he's not." I don't yeah. care. He is. And not even that. Why? Why is knowledge of every artist's peccadillos, uh, uh, fetishes? Or, or, or you know, tweets or something. Why does that have any reflection on what he's doing? Like I understand Cosby; he committed a crime. There is no doubt. Right. So That's if any time you bring up Cosby, people are like, I don't want to talk about Bill Cosby. He's a, you know. What about Woody Allen? Do you feel the same he, way? He's a so and so. What's what's Woody Allen ever? Well, I mean, the accusations well, about his, you know, his daughter and married everything. his daughter, and, but. No, yeah, well, but he's got, his, he's got that. as many other family members who are like, no, that's nonsense. 
I, I'm just saying it was it was it was in a court. You could find just as many pharaohs saying no, no. That's just we don't know what's going on. There. Right, but it's it's definitely you have to. There are certain people that you can separate out the art from the allegations, and then there are certain people that you can't. Can I you mean, watch? Can you watch the Naked Gun anymore? Sure. Has enough, OJ, has enough OJ time passed? I don't think it, I don't, I didn't need any OJ time to pass. I mean, OJ is, is what he is. Like, that doesn't take away from Naked Gun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable in the beginning, though. It did. It did I, make I me uncomfortable. A little bit. In the beginning. But you had a reason. reason. But you had a reason. Nowadays, you don't even need the reason. There, right. There's yeah. Always, make it up. There's always a, a right, uh, you know, an approaching right flank of redditors uh, or, or whoever who are just there to take things apart for for no reason other than just to be lousy and to troll you into like numbness. I think that I I think you're you're definitely onto something here in that. Anything you say you enjoy, somebody will tell you you shouldn't. Yes! I, I mean, really. It's, it's, that, that is definitely very true. And it's, it's true. It's always, it's funny. It's always kind of been true in sports. So, like, I, we've talked about how many times, millions of times we've talked about this on the show, where, like, I put up a picture of Wesley and a Mets hat at a game, and we had a great time, and blah, 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 and somebody's got to write something about the Yankees. But they're competitive. But that's out of competitive spirit. Somebody's got. But somebody's got. Somebody's got to spoil it. Right, but like I, I actually comes from a place that you can understand. It comes from rivalry. No, no, no. It's not. No, I disagree with. Not. It's trolling. No, it's trolling. Hmm. Oh, that's child abuse. It's not because that he's competitive. The person's competitive with me with the Mets and the Yankees. It's that because that, that particular Yankee fan thinks he's a better person than me. Right. And that his children are better than mine because they're Yankee fans and not Mets fans. Okay. He saw his opening to be a jerk and he took it. Yeah. And also, there's no need to do that. There's no need. Like, I am, I am conscious of that on people's posts. Like, if I'm commenting on a post and it's a Yankee fan or something like that, I don't Why do I have to write, oh, but it's not the Mets? Like... I I'm I, I don't want to ruin that person's time. You know what I mean? Like, why do we have to ruin everybody's good time? Like, you you posted about going to see Eddie Izzard, right? Like, somebody oh, had to, you know. I gotta tell you about that one. You gotta write something. Somebody's gotta write something shitty about Eddie Izzard. Somebody's let me tell, do it. Let me tell you about Eddie Izzard, okay? He this was uh, not stand up. Right. This was his book. Right. So, um, it was it was it was a book talk. He came out with a you know it, with a music stand and a slideshow um, right. to talk about his book. He had a, a, a pretty tough and effed up life. It was, yeah. I mean, not that the guy can help being funny. I mean, he, he still you know made a few funny comments, but this was a serious. <laughs> 90 minutes where he talked about his mom's illness, his mom's wow. death, and how devastating it, it was. People in the audience were crying. Uh, right. Of course, he talked about 
um, when he realized uh, that he was trans and he was going to, you know, uh, what it took for him to uh, wear women's clothing in public. And uh, there were a great many people in the audience who were, you know, just so supportive and they were thanking him profusely. One woman ran up to the stage just to thank him so much for having wow. a trans character on the riches. And it was kumbaya, but it was very, it was sober and somber and and it was that was the vibe all right this was book talk and he was there you know pointing to slides talking about this is when we grew up in yemen and it you know this was not eddie izzard with you know cake or death this was right this this other thing and of course talking about his aspirations to uh, to uh, serve in parliament and and um serious and he 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 let off a comment at some point that it was you know, uh, because of this and because of this and because um, I, I, I don't believe there is a God, so therefore I don't believe there is an afterlife. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and God damn it, a tenth of a second after he said, I don't believe there is a God, this cow from the fourth row, from the back, fourth row from the back, lets out this, oh! As if he was so offended, because it's about him now, right? It's about him. Right. Well, that's here for him. He was prepared to drown out Eddie Izzard for the rest of the night. Right. I mean, what? Why? Gotta spoil it. Gotta spoil it. Gotta be the jerk. Yep. I don't. I do not believe that it was always like this. I don't. It wasn't. I, I, I it, that, yeah, that's uh, that's what I was just gonna say. It, it, that's because it wasn't. It's I a mean, recent Cal, phenomenon. Yeah, you're finding this as well, right? Of course. Everybody's negative. I think it yeah. was Callum that made that noise. <laughs> it was me. Ah! <laughs> Is that it? Yes. Yeah, it was me. The, you know, everybody, it, it, everybody, every, everybody's negative, and everybody, what everybody likes to see, everybody likes to take people down or take things down, ideas down, and then, and then it's like the gang mentality where they sort of rally everyone around what they believe, and then you know, join in, and everybody's taking everything down, and it's, it's, it's. It's something I've noticed maybe in the last five years. It's gotten really bad. Right. Are we tied to Nickelback somehow? Creed. And Creed, right. These, yeah. These, yeah. These. The, uh, was, that's fair. You see that comedian on, on, um, the comedian on Conan who was talking about what did Guy Fieri ever do to anyone? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great bit. Right, he's talking. He, he's talking my language right there. What was, did this was, guy ever do to right. anyone? To deserve right? I, I think. Where did I? I don't think I saw it on Conan. Or, I don't know. I don't know where I saw, it, but it was great. Like it was, and he donates food to the poor, and you know, like <laughs> he's got like all these he, charity restaurants. But everybody right, loves like, Anthony Bourdain, who looks like he would be mean to dogs. Right, I mean, it's a great bit. It was like really true. Like, what? Is, 
Oh, pardon him for following his dream and having a right. restaurant. And... <laughs> hey, we said that here two years ago, right? Boy, they turned on that guy, didn't they? They just, boy, they really oh, did. Right, like, quickly. Um, I think you're right, though, Cal. I think it's been developing over, but I think the proliferation of social media, where it's so easy to do anonymously. I think that's, I, uh, I think that's the vehicle. It, that... It's it's literally, and also the current political climate that we you know that we inhabit and and the and the how partisan it, it has become and how rancorous it has become has translated over into pop culture. It's like you you know you tweet out that you like this show and everybody and there's 50 tweets that say you're an idiot and 50 tweets that say you're awesome. Like it's it's right. it's, it's total herd behavior. But everything's got like, oh, you know, uh, Game of Thrones or whatever. Like, you, you can't be that into Game of Thrones. It's stupid. Like, there's got to be 15 people that tell you you're stupid for being into it. You right. know, like, you can't... It's just... There's there's judgment passed on anything that's enjoyable. You know? That was a great game. Oh, no, it wasn't. I've seen better games. You know, like, uh, it's it's everything. It's sports. It's, yeah. Like, right away, you gotta there's got to be a contrarian voice. Yep. That's it. Yeah, I won't watch Game of Thrones because it's only about rape. I've heard that one. <laughs> it's about rape. Did you know that? It's just so fun. It's really a good time. Hey, can I? Can I? I don't. I don't mean to get off this uh, subject, but can I? Can I just bring up like a fun load topic? Only if you put that, that I. That I wanted. Well, to we're gonna, we're gonna piss on it though. Don't worry. Yeah, no, yeah, really. No doubt. You can you can try, but Cal and I are loaded for bear right now. <laughs> we don't even know what it is. We're ready to go. Did we talk about um, tribute bands last week? Excuse me. Did we talk tribute about tribute bands? bands? Yeah, like a tribute band. Like there's there's great tribute bands, right? Like big not shot. a cover big band. Shot is the, no, well they are cover bands. No, they're not cover bands. They're tribute bands. Like Big Shot, right? Big Shot is the ultimate Billy Joel. Tribute band. What's right? different from a cover band? Cover band plays songs from a whole bunch of different groups. A tribute band plays songs from only one group. So you wouldn't be you wouldn't be a Billy Joel cover band. They are a Billy Joel cover band, but they're a tribute. But, you, but band. no, you, but you're saying sound. that they would be a, you would be a tribute band if you're just covering Billy one Joel. act. I think like tribute up, band like Uptown Girl from uh, Step Brothers. Yeah, I think, right, I think they're, 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 they're the only eighties era Billy Joel tribute band. I think tribute band means you're trying to sound like them, <laughs> right? So you're yeah. trying to you're trying yeah, you're, to recreate okay. the experience, right? You're copping the vibe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like what's the the Zeppelin one? Peach Hammer of the Gods, isn't that like a big Zeppelin yep. tribute band? Like the mm-hmm. Zeppelin tribute band. Where the guy sounds just like, you know, Plant, and the guitarist can do every Jimmy Page thing. Like, they're not oh, yeah, just he, covering them; they're trying no, to sound he, exactly like. He them. wears the flared bell-bottom pants. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my uh, my buddy, one of the guys I work with, tell me a story about how the police came up. The 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 band, the police came up. And he said, uh, you know, I almost wound up managing a uh, hundred years ago in a different life. I almost wound up being the manager for one of the, the greatest, the, the like widely acknowledged best police tribute band. 
and I, and I, I, I was going to be their manager in L.A. like years and years ago. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 let me guess what their name was. Like, give me three guesses. Let me see if I can guess what their name was. Because this is the thing with the tribute band. Like, you should come up with a really great, clever name. Right. Sure. And that's fun to try to figure it out. That's it. So he goes, <laughs> we're texting this conversation. He goes, you're never going to get it. I'm like, all right, let me take, just let me take three shots. So what do you think my, what, what would be your first one for a police tribute band? The Ninth Precinct. <laughs> okay. So Cal said Ninth Precinct. Very, very interesting. PJ said Ghost in the Machine, which was my second guess. Okay. My first guess was Zenyatta Mandata. Yeah. Okay. My second guess was Ghost in the Machine. And he goes, no, no, no. It's way more basic. Way more basic? Right. So if you had guessed Zenyatta Mandata, Ghost in the Machine, and then he told you, no, 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 it's like, it's way more basic. It's not that clever. Right. Like what every would you breath you take. Right. Okay. That's good, Cal. What would you go with, Peach? The cops. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's because... clever. That's clever. I said synchronicity. Uh. Right? So it's, it's real basic. Two. He goes, no. He goes, the name of the band was The Police Experience. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and that's one of the reasons I decided not to manage them. They would not. They would not change their name to a there good tribute band. Name. name. The police experience. It's not. Even, it's not like it's Jimi Hendrix. I know. <laughs> I'm not a troll, but that's weak. Right. Oh, but this so led many to a they chosen from. Yeah, I mean, there's a million ways to go. So this led to a good conversation that I wanted to bounce off you guys, just like one or two here, of tribute band names. I give you a band. You give me a tribute band name. So he started me off. Go ahead, Peach. Ask me Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Right. So my tribute band name for Pink Floyd, I asked him first, and he said, comfortably... Numb or no? He may have said like something like that. It was something off of comfortably numb. And I said my Pink Floyd tribute band would be the Surrogate Band. <laughs> now, now come on, that's pretty good. That's very clever. They sent us along as a Surrogate Band or a Surrogate Band. Right. That's very good. Yeah, it's very good. So. Let me give you a band. You give me the tribute band name. Okay? Cal, I'll start with you. You ready? I'm ready. Van Halen. Old Van Halen. Original Van Halen. Original Van Halen? Mm-hmm. Um, I have mine immediately. It's got to be quick. Got to think of it quick. I can't think of it quick. I'm not Diver Down. That's excellent. That is that fantastic. Was, that was mine. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> Very first thing mine, I thought it was. Diver mine down. would either be Top Jimmy or Drop Dead Legs. Nice. Now, I believe there is names. a Van Halen uh, tribute band called Drop Dead Legs. Called Drop Dead Legs. These are all good band names on their own. That's the key. Hmm. It's got to be a good band name on its own. 
Right. Okay, that's a good Peach. point. Peach, I will give you one. <laughs> Lexus to shake that. Lexus to shake that. <laughs> Which is a, uh, what were they? Were they a Bon Jovi cover band? <laughs> yeah. They were a Shockey <laughs> cover band. They were, they were a Jeremy Shockey cover band. Peach, yes. Wow. I know. But you got to don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, I'd go uh, Wondrous Stories. Very good. That's very, very good. I, I think there is one called Starship Trooper. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, sure I'm, I'm, I think there's all these bands like have followers like they play. All right, Cal, I mean, you give me one. members of Yes themselves are in Yes tribute bands because right, you know, know it's right. such a fluid thing. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't they, count. They can't have any members of the actual band in the tribute band. Right, okay. Right. Go ahead, Cal. All right, you want one? Yes. Rush. Oh. Isn't, isn't Brian in a Rush tribute band? Um, formerly, that uh, is no Ryan longer. Stevens? Where, where were no, they? YYZ. No longer his endeavor. Were they oh, I don't remember. Do I don't remember what they were called. Were they called Working Man? I don't remember what they were called. I would go. Uh, I would go for. I would go for Rush. I would go Red Barchetta. I'd go Jacob's Ladder. Oh man. <laughs> That's the Huey Lewis cover band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> Cal, how about um, Pearl Jam? Give me Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam tribute band. Oh, man. Um, oh, man is not acceptable. Oh, man. Jeremy Ledbetter. Band come... That's good. Who? I like that. Jeremy Ledbetter. What do you call it? Jeremy Ledbetter. That's good. I like that. Um, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy also doesn't work. <laughs> How about we have Cal throw the name, throw the, throw the bands out? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not as good as you. As this, as you. All right. I'll throw Pearl, one out. Pearl Jam, um, I would go, Pearl Jam, I would go windowsill. Oh, because he's got windowsill in so many songs. That's a good one. That's a deep cut. That's a good one. one. Yeah, we don't have to go crazy with these. I just thought it was fun. I really just wanted. I just (laughs) no list off sixteen more. Um, I really just wanted to get. I I really just wanted to get a surrogate band out there because I was just so proud of it. (laughs) What do you call a Kiss tribute band? Mini Kiss. Well, oh, wait, that's a thing. A Never tribute band? That's in full effect. Yeah. Mini Kiss is the best. The best part about Mini Kiss is they don't play instruments. <laughs> they don't? Like they're, no, they're faking playing instruments. Ah, oh, see, it's a ruse. Did I just ruin Mini Kiss for you now? <laughs> totally <laughs> ruined. Yes. Oh. I thought that was the best part of them. 
Like that's that's my favorite part. Is that here are a bunch of altitudinally challenged people dressing up as Kiss, and they're you, not even playing the instrument. Do you like me? Do you just instantly roll your eyes whenever you hear on any sort of reporting that Gene Simmons has said something? Yes. <laughs> My Why eyes are they rolled. going to him for anything? I don't know. My He's eyes immediately roll back in my head. Yeah. What we did at the time was... I can't do Gene Simmons. Nobody can do Gene No, that Simmons. was pretty good, yes. He's <laughs> got that false baritone. Oh, kiss. Now, there's a band I just... Can we put them on the list if I don't get it? And I never will. You don't get it? I mean, you I understand it. I it do. Click. I understand it. I don't get it. They, I mean, a mediocre, at best, 70s rock band. Yes, at best. Songs about boobs that you would have written on the school bus <laughs> given to a wider audience. Yeah. And to distract you from how stupid it was, <laughs> they, they dressed like demons, so you had a nice visual. Oh, I just never got it. Beth's a good song, I guess. No, it is not. No, it's not really a good song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. As it turns out, that is a piss-poor ballad. <laughs> the results are in. It is not good. The, the, you know, the, what that song is about is, you're my girlfriend and I'm ignoring you. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what that song is about. But I'm sorry, I'm out on the road getting laid by somebody yeah. not you. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't I, come home right yeah, now. Me and the boys are playing, and I'm getting laid a lot away from you. <laughs> Hope you're cool with this. <laughs> Signed, Peter I, Chris. Got a big paper bag full of cocaine. <laughs> That's I feel a good like Kiss invented caller ID. Right? Maybe, maybe they I did. Know, I know it's you calling. <laughs> but I can't come home right number. now. <laughs> That's right. That was really Can out. I not come home? I have no interest in coming home. I have no interest <laughs> in coming home. That's what it you is. keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Me and the boys will be playing all night. That's how he ends the song. You hang oh, out. Sweet. Don't wait up, Beth. It's about a guy who's in love with his bros. That's what it's about. It's a bro. It's a bromance. Terrible. Yeah, it's a bad song. Never mind. <laughs> it's like lick it up. That. Thank <laughs> you. That's the answer for the tribute band, by the way. It ha- you have to be either in Love Gun or Lick It Up. Or Lick It Up. <laughs> <laughs> Which has to be in the top three for hey, stupidest listen. songs, worst songs ever. It's only right now. I mean, that's that's the lyric. Right, it's only right now. You, lick it up. It's only right now. <laughs> it's only now. right now. Right. Like, even like, Nigel what else are you gonna Russell, do? <laughs> and David St. Hubbins was would not write Uday that lyric. Hussein. My God. <laughs> he, David St. Hubbins would not write that lyric. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a Spinal Tap. Oh, spinal Tap lyric. tribute band. What's the Spinal Tap tribute band? Go, Steve. Oh. Sex Farm? 
<laughs> Probably. Oh, how they danced. The the little children people of Stonehenge. (laughs) Think about the lyrics to Sex Farm Woman and the lyrics to Lick It Up. Yeah, well, I think that's who they were going after. One's a parody. One's a gold record. That's right. (laughs) They knew what they were doing. Sex Farm Woman, I'll rake and hoe you down. I mean, you know, the, the, Beth is the point in the concert where where the couples all start making out. Makes right. no sense. It's couple skate at the roller rink. Right. Couple skate, everybody. Couple skate. Tonight, tonight. Kiss had the famous show where they stopped the concert, and Gene Simmons pointed to a couple that was literally having sex up in the bleachers. <laughs> And he made the whole crowd cheer them on. Great. Good stuff. Classy. <laughs> Classy. Hey, the demon <laughs> in the seven-inch heels wants us to yell at the people fornicating. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's bring this episode to a close. <laughs> PJ, final note. I'm sorry for the negativity. I, I I just I needed to get it out. And honestly, I feel a little weight has been lifted from my shoulders just because I was able to blather about it for a little bit. So hopefully next week something much more positive and and and, and a fun load. Back to the fun load. Excellent. One topic, silliness, but I'm bummed. Bad impression. Cal, final note. No guarantee. I think of we could all use a load of fun right about now, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cam Newton. <laughs> That's a kiss band. Cam Newton uh, said some pretty stupid things this week. He did. And Dan and Oikos severed their relationship with him as a result. So good for you, Dan and Oikos. I might buy your yogurt now. <laughs> and my wow. And my final unload is uh, 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 Tom Petty, guys. Tom Petty. Is there is there anybody that doesn't like Tom Petty? Like even a little, just a little. You had to like him just a little. That's correct. Um, an excellent uh, musician, uh, a guy who kind of, you know, didn't hurt anybody, never controversial, like, just made great music. And uh, he has uh, gone uh, too soon. 66 is too young. Uh, so, uh, Tom Petty, great musician. Good stuff. Go listen to some Petty, especially the, the late 70s stuff. It's really good. Um, all right, that is all the time we have. We will see you next week. Um, from, yeah. Make it up. It's <laughs> only right now. I mean, what are we doing? What's the really? Petty Tribute Band? Oh, free Breakdown. American <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and we got They one. all work. All his titles work. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to see Walt I, Back Down. I, I, uh... I saw he was the best writer of first line ever. 
Like somebody like just printed out like a whole bunch of like the first lines of his song, and they're just all really good. Eddie waited till yeah, he didn't waste any time, huh? Nope, right in it. Uh, okay, into the great wide open. That's the other another tribute band. <laughs> Last dance, Mary Jane. Um, they all work. They all work. Okay, Rocky boys. Uh, see you next. See you next week. Good night. I love you all. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.